Welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. If you're looking for news, tips, and stories about fishing the Great Lakes, you've come to the right place. And now your host, Chris Larson. Hello and welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast. Today we have a special show. Instead of an interview, I'm going to present some clips from a fishing trip I took last year with Fishhawks Trevor Sumption and Captain Craig Sleeman on Lake Erie. Sleeman is going to break down his inline weight program for walleyes and get into the details on how he catches fish on Lake Erie. Here we are back out on Lake Erie, and I just want to talk a little bit more about the differentiation between the two ounce and three ounce inline weights that we're working with today. To start out with the spread, we noticed some fish on our graph at about 40 to 50 feet down over about 80. And what I'd like to do sometimes is actually change out and run a two ounce inline weight further away from the boat as a higher line, and then grab a three ounce weight and put that as one of my inside lines. That's gonna help us big time when we start to land fish or start to find where those fish are located, especially when we're retrieving fish as they start to bite. If my two ounce weight is high and dry a little bit further up in that water column and I do end up taking a fish, by having it be a little bit lesser of a setting or a little bit higher in that water column, it's gonna help clear that three ounce as I start to retrieve fish back to the boat. So another thing to try is not only try your different lead lengths, but also go back and maybe you can differentiate between the two ounce and three ounce, especially when you've got fish stacked between 40 and 60 feet of water. Another uh, another idea too that we've uh, we've developed coming up, you know, with this one and two ounce and three ounce inline weight system, you know, it's nothing new to the fishermen, but for us it's kind of a newer program we adopted a few years ago is the one ounce weight, since it is a lighter application, tends to be a little bit flatter in the water column when it's swimming. So this, this for us is probably more of a shallow water application. We're gonna run this you know, 30, 40 feet of water, test out some different lengths and see where the fish really want that weight. As compared to our two ounce inline weight, that weight seems to have a little bit heavier on the nose dive. It actually is gonna allow for our line to come in contact with it at a different angle. And sometimes, not all times, but sometimes the fish will tell you they want this weight at a different angle. So you may have to play with leads, you may have to play with different weights, but again, try a one ounce. If that's not going, try a two and sometimes a three. Even though you may be shortening up your leads, they are gonna swim a little bit differently. And again, that application hopefully is gonna make you catch more fish. Inline weights also come in a variety of colors. Sleeman says color can make a difference, but it isn't always the case. So going back to color, I think the one thing that color uh, for us definitely matching some of the hatch, going back to the bait fish that we fish in our region, we do have a lot of yellow perch uh, in the area. So sometimes I'll use a perch as an attractor. Um, some of the different muddier water, if we get into some of that darker green water, a lot of times we might pick a, a bait that's going to be more contrasting, maybe pick up some more light. And in this case, we've got this uh, toxic purple that works really well in, in those conditions. So I think color sometimes, if you can match it with a blade, match it with a bead color, sometimes makes a difference. Not all times, but you know, then again, keep, keep track of your research, do a little bit of documenting, you know, write it down in your, in your notepad and, and really see if those combinations, you know, help you with that. One of the many reasons Sleeman likes chasing walleyes with an inline weight program is the simplicity of it. Like I say, efficiencies, everything, especially when you're looking for fish, number one. Number two, just trying to get in and dial in a fish, you know. I think a lot of times we get to be too much of a gearhead and we get too much technical brain power and we don't forget to just go simple. The kiss method, right? Keep it simple, stupid. We were on the water fishing out of Dunkirk, New York in early fall. Sleeman says early fall is the perfect time of year to deploy inline weights. Especially this time of year, uh, we get a lot of schooled fish. The fish are generally speaking 50 to 80 feet down over 85 to 100 feet. 
We've got a really good structure base. Van Buren Point's a great structure area out over uh, Barcelona Harbor. We've got a lot of great deep water. So I think our fish congregate to those areas because the smelt have moved in. Um, you know, they're mature enough to, to school up and, and get here. So I think our fish are really following those, those, uh, those bait pods. But just talk a little bit more about our application today. What's been working really well is uh, we're using an inline weight system. The inline weight is a, a chunk of lead that Mike Uremma and I developed a little bit. We just changed a little bit of this weight. I know it's a common mold, but we've taken a little bit different approach to it and added a, a, a spin swivel here on the back. And what that actually helps us do is if we have to quickly change a worm harness, I can easily remove the loop that I tie my harnesses with from that application. If we've got a tangle, if we've got a fish, a broken hook, it just makes our life a lot easier. So I think that's one aspect that, you know, fishermen, especially around the Great Lakes, may not utilize enough is, is looking at their hardware and just, you know, that terminal tackle and making just a small adjustment and really can help your day, especially, you know, a day like today when it's getting a little rough, things are going to start spinning a little bit. We've had a couple tangles, but I think we've been able to manage those pretty easily. So definitely check these out over at I1 Baits. Mike's really helped us out with uh, some different color patterns. He's going to get a few customs coming out. And uh, if you get a chance, try an inline weight system. I think it's going to really, really, really give your, uh, give your fishing a, a different manageable look, especially when you're trying to get to different depths. This happens to be a two ounce inline weight. We're fishing up to three ounces today. And I think specifically 120 to 130 back at about 1.5 on the Hawk is really doing the damage. When building a worm harness for his inline weight program, Sleeman says blade choice is ultra important. Obviously, with all the blades on the market, there's a plenty of custom color painted blades. We truly believe in a number of those different custom colors, but at the same time, that's not the first thing I go to when we're looking to choose a blade. First thing I'm going to look for is shape and style. Uh, with all the different blades that are out on the market, especially with the Dutch fork lures coming up with a really neat polyurethane blade, uh, we've got Chris Yellowick is Yalai Fish with a chopper blade, and we also have a number of different Indiana style blades. With that being said, the first thing our crew does when we're out fishing and trying to find fish is to actually start with the shape and style of blade first before we pick color. So in this case, uh, you know, this year we've had a lot of success on a number six Colorado, especially when the wind was blowing. We had to pull, you know, 1.2 to 1.5 miles an hour, and we really got a lot of our fish to bite on that number six. When the fish started to get finicky, we started downsizing. We started to look at maybe a five blade, you know, in that Colorado shape. But in addition, we would also look at maybe changing that to something that was a little bit more um, you know, lighter in fashion, but also had a little bit less presentation. And what we found was Dutch Fork and uh, Northland Tackle teamed up on what they call the butterfly blade. And the butterfly blade is simply a set of wings that has a really, really small uh, amount of, of pressure to take that to get that to spin and so I think what's happening is we're starting to fish a lot shallower We're starting to fish clearer and clearer water and that application really helped us catch a lot of bigger fish Especially when the fish really weren't into biting on some of those days So first thing we look for is shape and style second thing would be color But definitely put a different amount of uh, you know styles of blades out just to get going and then from there Maybe holding on a color and, and obviously that's gonna help you catch more fish Sleeman is utilizing the Fishhawk X2 on his boat. He says knowing speed at depth is key to making sure his spinners are spinning properly at the target depth. 
I always know what my lure speed is doing. I always know when I set an inline weight and I want it to be at 35 feet down, I can set my fish hawk to 35 feet down and know if it's spinning or not. Um, I think that's the biggest advantage that I've had in the last year and a half in using the fish hawk is that when I have the fish hawk in line with the inline spinner, I think that's the key, is having that same depth and distance. You can put the, the fish hawk down you know, 15 feet and that current could be completely different from what it is at 30 feet. So by coinciding, putting those two pieces together to the puzzle, I think it really helps us answer a lot of questions on why those fish are biting at that depth. So I think the inline spinner and you know coinciding with the fish hawk, you know, work hand in hand and making sure that they are at the same depth, not just putting it over the side of the boat, but also being in tune on where it's running. So having a line counter, or also today we're picking it up on our graph really well, so we know exactly where it is exactly at 50 feet where these fish are, so we know exactly what our spinners are doing there. If you're looking for a body of water to experiment with different presentations and patterns, it doesn't get much better than Lake Erie. Explosion. I think our walleye hatches uh, has been, have been, and from the research that we've been working with the New York State DEC and also the Ohio DNR, is that we've got an overpopulation of fish here, you know, in Lake Erie, and, uh, I, and they're here for the taking. Um, you know, they're hungry, they're ready to eat. I think they're a great table fare fish. Anybody that wants to get out and learn how to walleye fish, this is the time to do it. Um, you know, anywhere from stick baits to worm harnesses to spoons to tipsies to lead core, inlines, everything we talked about. But I think it's a great fishery right now. I think that, you know, the fish are here and they're here to stay. And uh, with the support of, you know, the, the, the different organizations and, and the, uh, you know, our New York State DC, DEC working hand in hand with the fishermen, getting the right reports and getting the right feedback, I think it's a great team and I think we're going to be here for a while. The Lake Erie walleye population is booming. If you're looking for eater-sized fish in the 18 to 21 inch class, you'll find plenty of them. But finding the trophy fish takes a different approach. It's a strategy Sleeman has perfected while fishing his home waters, the Finger Lakes of New York, for trophy perch. That's how it's been for the last two years. And so, you know, as a tournament fisherman, and we've adapted, you know, we, we grew up in the Finger Lakes, we fished perch tournaments for years, and we would go out and look for, you know, 10, 12 bites a day when other guys were coming in with 70, 80 perch. You know, unfortunately for us, we were selectively classifying those perch with, with other large species fish like smallmouth bass, they'd be with lake trout, and so same kind of thing applies here. I think these fish are, you know, they might class themselves out with lake trout. So maybe we got to go get, you know, get down on the bottom with a lake trout, see if we can find a bigger fish, scrape one up off the bottom with a rigger or a torpedo or the dipsy, you know. Thanks so much to Captain Craig Sleeman for a nice trip out on the water with him on Lake Erie. If you want to find more about what he's up to and what he's doing, you can check him out on Instagram. It's C-A-P-T-C-H-S 34. So it's Capt C-H-S 34. You can find him right there on Instagram or just search up Craig Sleeman. But uh, good time out on the water with him and we enjoyed uh, picking his brain and kind of finding out what he's all about and how he likes to catch fish on Lake Erie. We had a great day on the water, caught a ton of fish, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Thanks so much for joining the show. We appreciate it, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. For more information on fishing the Great Lakes, visit our blog at fishhawkelectronics.com.